This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, John? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of preseason today. Yeah. Uh, it's been a, a weird preseason. We're going to be talking a little bit of preseason. <laughs> Still basketball. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk about some of the things we've liked, some lineups we've liked, some players we've liked. Unfortunately, we're also going to talk a little bit about some injuries that we're already facing. Yes. I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in and also invite you to subscribe to our pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends and throw us a comment. Luke Walton Talks Lakers is also part of the Basketball Podcast Network, so be sure to check out the other great shows on the network. And Follow us on social media at Luke Walton Laker on Twitter and at Luke Walton Talks Lakers on Instagram. Thank you, Luke. All right, so let's jump into a quick round of in or out. <clears throat> Luke, in or out. There is no better nickname in the NBA right now than Hillbilly Kobe. Ooh. Hillbilly Kobe being the nickname for our recently signed Austin Reeves. He's pretty good. He, yeah, surprising. <laughs> bright yeah. spot. Hillbilly Kobe. Yeah. Bright spot. Um, that's it's a good one. It's got to be up there. I'm trying to think who who would be a contender for best nickname in the NBA. That's at least that funny. <sighs> I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of struggling to come up with. Oh wait, what other... was what was um, tsunami poppy, poppy? Tsunami poppy. Tsunami poppies. That's a strong that's, one. That's awful. So yeah, yeah that, that's that's up there in a different way. So better better is is not the right category yeah. for tsunami I mean, poppy. I guess he, okay. Here's here's my question for you. Mm -hmm. Can Alex Caruso still be the bald mamba if he's no longer a Laker? Is he like the the bald bull or something? It's it's got to be more of like a Jordan pun now that he's gone from like yeah. Kobe Lebron now he's yeah. got to be Jordan. Uh, we'll we'll think about. I that mean, Caruso goat, Caruso goat, yeah, Caruso goat, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That's that's a good. But I that, I that think Hillbilly Kobe's a better nickname. It's a pretty good nickname. It's, it's a pretty, pretty good nickname because it's, it's goofy. <laughs> yeah, it's super goofy. I'm in on this. Uh, Luke, in. in or out? Yeah, headband brawn. <laughs> I'm in on headband front. We got <laughs> now that speaking of Caruso, we got to have somebody that can do the the headband thing, and it'd be hilarious if it was LeBron. Well, we've got a lot of them now yeah, because we do. We got a LeBron lot wears it, Carmelo wears it, AD started wearing one, Bazemore wears <laughs> one. I uh, I don't think Rondo was wearing one, but I think we're gonna you know roll out the uh, the like Milwaukee Tropics look with the headbands and <laughs> it's because they're running so much man they're like yeah, sweating <laughs> like we are a high-paced team now we got to get the headbands going well here's my question for you yeah. what is the alternative to headband brawn is it like hairline brawn that's good that's a good point yeah headband brown headband brawn yeah. is a like hoodie brawn would be ideal if they if they ever let Ooh. hoodies into an in-game situation hoodie mellow hoodie brawn Okay. Give us the chip. I could I could be down with that. That's cool. Me too. All right. Uh, I'd, I'd buy one. Luke. <laughs> I'd buy one of those. Uh, headband? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. One of the hoodie hoodie ones that like Mello wears to practice and like oh, cares people yeah. up. I mean you can. They're available yeah, for I should, purchase. I should I should break it out of LA Fitness and <laughs> Well, so I've looked into them before. Uh <laughs> and my issue with them is that I just want a black one. I okay. want like a black one with a Laker logo. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all Bright purple. Bright purple. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, I'm like, I mean, I, I like purple as much as anybody else, but like, I, I'm not cool unless it's a jersey with it like covering like more than 30% of my body. <laughs> you know? Not that royal. And if it is, it needs to be like a heathered purple or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's gotta be, be like some purple. <laughs> um, all right. Luke, in or out? Yep. The Lakers are zero and five so far in the preseason, mm -hmm. and it's time to panic. I'm out, but boy, have those been stinkers! Yeah, we have looked bad at basketball often. Yes, I'm. I'm out on it being time to panic. Yeah, I am reminded of our Dwight Steve Nash mm. season in which 
we lost every single preseason game. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember fired our coach a night uh, in Pacific Beach in college where uh, I think it was Alex Manessa's friend of the pod was like, so you know they're going to be bad, right? <laughs> like during the preseason and me being like, nah, Mike Brown's going to pull them together yeah. and this team's going to... Um, so, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, re- reminded of that season. I'm a little nervous. Ideal. It's not ideal. It's yeah, it's not ideal. Uh, we'll point out some of the reasons why we think that's going on, but fundamentally there's like 11 new dudes on this squad. Yes. A lot of them have not been trying on defense at all. Well, and like five of them are hurt right now. And a lot of turnovers, yeah. sloppy basketball. One thing though, Anthony Davis looks pretty good. He, he does. He does. So I've been on the bright uh, side here. Breathe yeah. some optimism into our 0 and 5. Yes. Uh, I, I wish he would play a little less in the preseason, to be <laughs> yeah, honest. Like the it's number getting, of times that he's gone crashing into no, the baseline into like a cameraman or something. I know. It's like, dude, go out there and just get your shot. Play like I you know. did when you came back from injury last season. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's here and he's here in the smoke. And. I, I'm excited. If if we're going to come out hot, it's going to be Anthony Davis. Let's be real. Just based oh, on everything sure. we saw here, he's going to sure. be the guy that could will this team to win. For sure. I think, you know, what's funny is I think you and I have pretty consistently since we signed AD or traded for him, I should say, um, said he is the core. Like he is the key. Sorry, not the core. He is the key. He's the key. Like yep. he's the key to this team. Yep. We, we've been on that since, since day one. Mm-hmm. Even the championship season, like, mm-hmm. I actually think he should have been Finals MVP. Well, he was. I thought he was the better play, player all the way up till the finals, in most respects. And that that one closeout game against the Nuggets, where LeBron yeah. just went total LeBronto. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. but, I, but I I'm finally starting to hear the national media catch up to us on this. So Reggie Miller during the during the last game was was saying like he is the key to this team this season. Yep. Zach Lowe in recent podcasts has been saying he is the key to this team this mm-hmm. season. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hearing it more and more. I think uh, the the Mark Jackson broadcast was was saying something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, you know, I think people are finally starting to catch up to that. And one way that that Zach Lowe framed the team, which I which I actually really liked, yeah, was he said, "Stop thinking about it as a bunch of old guys." Yeah. Well, he didn't say stop, but he said, mm-hmm. if, "If you think about it, not as a bunch of old guys centered around LeBron." Mm-hmm. But a team that has a 28-year-old unicorn mm-hmm. next to one of the greatest players of all time, mm-hmm. some of the other greatest players of all time, mm-hmm. and like some young, interesting pickups for very cheap. Yes. That's actually like a really compelling team. Yes. And once once Westbrook figures out his situation, you'll have a great rebounding and pushing guard with a gazelle in Anthony Davis. Which we we gotta save a little bit for after the inner out. Yeah, but yes, yes. yes. There, there's there are there is beauty in the uh, nuggets of feces that we've had to endure. <laughs> yeah, there's like some truffles in there or something. Um, it's just hard. Well, to Russ distinguish. is just trying to pass everything too, which is yeah, not going yeah. to be the case once no, these games not. actually matter. Of course, not. but he's yeah, <laughs> um, knowing knowing Russ. But like, I, I understand the logic behind it of saying, "Hey, this is preseason. I want to get a feel for my teammates." Yeah. Yeah, and build trust <laughs> and get them. It's clearly not there yet. So <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, all right, Luke, in or out? Yeah. Frank Vogel uh, started DeAndre Jordan in the first couple preseason games, <laughs> just so that he could get the tape needed to support not putting him in the rotation no. <laughs> come regular That's season. So brutal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, out. He did it. He did it as a nice gesture. <laughs> like uh, you're not gonna play very much. So, yeah, I'm. I'm out on this. Same thing also. with Rondo. Same thing with Rondo. It's like a give Rondo Ooh. some heavy minutes. I I have a different take on Rondo for Ooh, you. I'll save. I'll give you in a second. But okay. I'm I'm out on on my DJ take. Okay. I don't think he did it because he needed the tape. Yeah. Because plenty of tape already exists <laughs> to justify Keontae <laughs> Jordan not having a significant role in the rotation. I think you're right. I think it was mostly just like a, you know, hey, we're not going to start our our big three these first few games, so let's give some guys some some burn and you know make yep. it feel good. Yep. On the Rondo thing, yeah, we're going to talk about the injuries later. Okay. 
I actually think we're going to see more Rondo than we expect early mm-hmm. in the season. Mm-hmm. And particularly because of some of the the two-man game between he and AD, mm-hmm. they have a lot mm-hmm. of experience together. And I think it's that if we're point, struggling yeah. with chemistry, I actually yep. think we could see them kind of ride Rondo a little bit. I agree. Um, I agree. On, just to kind of lean into that experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. Where We know that Rondo can get the ball to AD on the run. He, yes. We know that he's able to penetrate defenses. And yeah, that's a great point. I agree. Someone pointed out that uh, AD has already had more lobs from point guards in the preseason than the whole than last he season. had lobs from his point guards all of last season. Well, I'm pretty sure that he had like six lobs last year. Like something. Yeah. I think insane. Schroeder gave him like two or three in the entire insane. season. Insane. Yeah. So, um, all right, Luke in or out, uh, Austin Reeves, our man, Hillbilly Kobe mm-hmm. should get minutes to start the season. I think so. I think you need some young guys to eat some innings here and, why not invest in the future a little bit? See what this guy's got. He impressed me during the preseason. He's got a great motor. He's really locked in. He's going to make mistakes, but oh, the whole team's going to make mistakes. Yeah. We just got to score yeah. enough points at this point. That That's the whole name of the game. And and he's an electric, fun guy that I think could mix things up. So yeah, give him some run. Yeah, his corner threes have, have been falling mm-hmm. at a nice yep. clip. Yep. He fights really hard on defense. Yes. He actually has, has jumped passing lanes pretty well. Uh Apparently he like, like just dives head first into people during practice oh all the gosh. time. Oh my gosh! And they, they like apparently love him for it. I don't know about that. Uh, all right, in or out mm-hmm. on early shot clock jumpers from Carmelo Anthony and Russell Westbrook. Man, Melo looked like a little black hole out there. No, Melo's role for jumpers are when there is like two or three seconds left on the shot clock. He's the guy you want to get it to. Yeah. Any other situation? Not so much. I'd rather no. work the offense. That said, though, I'm excited about this team being a higher-paced team. I mean, I've, Definitely. I, I got a stat here that's it's pretty crazy. We'll get to it later. But this team has the potential to be quick and blazing in a, yeah. in a way, like in like a, like a breakneck shift from last year kind of personality change. Totally. We're just going to have to have our defense in place. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you're out on um, that as well. Uh, yeah, I'm very out on the early shot clock <laughs> jumpers from 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 Mello and Russ. Uh, Russ in particular, he mm-hmm. he every now and then will take these shots with like 20 seconds left on the shot clock. We're yeah. just like work work a little harder for it. Yeah, Mello at least like I don't want him taking those shots, but like he's hit enough of those in his career. Yeah. That it's like okay, like yeah. You're, I mean, open, you know, open, mellow. Yeah, take yeah. Mismatch. I actually take it. The thing with mellow is, I actually don't mind when he's involved in the offense early in the shot clock. Okay. Uh, in like around the elbow or kind of like the high post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. When he when they're kind Works of operating through him, through him totally. I actually think he's pretty effective at that. He is tall but guy. But the risky run is yep. that like when he when he turns down the passes, yeah. faces up and starts jab stepping. <laughs> totally. And then you're just like, oh, oh God, God, can we please get out of this? I know, exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, no, I would much rather have Mella be catch and shoot or a yes. dump off option. Yes. Because he's yes. he's a great, like there was one play where um, it was totally broken. Ball was falling, bodies everywhere. And then Russ just kind of tapped it to Mello and he hit a shot with like a second on the shot clock. It's like, that's yeah. exactly what we need you for. Yes. Break rhythm yes. three at the end of the shot clock. Fine. Yeah, just don't yeah, do go that. Go for it. <laughs> Fire away. Don't do that when there are other options. <laughs> Fire away. Um, all right, last one. Yeah, man. In or out? And this is a sentiment I've I've heard expressed by a few people in a few different places. The Lakers defenders can't shoot, and the Lakers shooters can't defend. I'm going to let you take this because you have the best facts on this. And I know that you have you've ranted to me via text. So I know I know that you are ready to um, have some smoke on this one. I am. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to to set me up here a little bit. Yes. Um, do you want me to do you who, want me to play the devil's advocate? No, I want you to tell okay. me who these people are. So who yep. who are these alleged shooters who can't defend? Okay, so that's guys like Ellington, Monk, uh, uh, Mellow, Mellow. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Monk, Mellow. That's, yeah, those are the main. I, yeah. Yeah. Those are those are the ones. It's yep. those guys. Yep. Ellington, Monk, and Mellow. Yep. 
Who are the defenders who can't shoot? Bazemore, Ariza, THT. Yeah. Who else? Who else we got? That's probably. Yeah. The main yeah. dudes. The yeah, defenders. N- maybe. That, who else? Yeah. None. Maybe, uh, None's not. Maybe. Mm, he's okay. He's yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call him so, a defender. So here's here's the here's the thing I want to say. When people talk about three point shooting, mm-hmm. all they do is not all people, but but most people when they say this kind of thing, all they're doing is they're looking at someone's overall three point shooting percentage. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yep. And yeah, some of our guys don't have amazing overall three point shooting percentages. Mm-hmm. But guess what? No one takes an average three point shot. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is each shot is a particular shot in a particular moment with uh, on a particular space on the floor. Okay. Okay. Entered into in a certain way with defenders in a certain position, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. A certain amount of time on the shot clock, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So my, my point is, is that just instead of just saying like all these guys are bad three point shooters, mm-hmm. let's look at the circumstances in which we want them shooting threes. I like it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that is catch and shoot. Yes. And corner threes. Yes. Okay. Right. Bazemore, so the right? Guy, yeah. The, yeah. So the guys who are who are allegedly defenders who can't mm-hmm. shoot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Ariza, Ariza shot thirty seven percent in catch and shoot threes last season. Awesome. And that's that was that like, was a down season that, for him too. Yeah, and that's not like elite, but that's perfectly mm-hmm. good for this team for what mm-hmm. we need from him. He shot thirty six percent on corner threes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we know um, he can hit big buckets, but we also know yeah. he can go cold in the game seven when he's on the Rockets. Cam Bazemore shot 42% on catch and shoot threes last season. And a lot of Laker and fans that watched the the uh, play-in game, they saw he was eating us up him. from perimeter. Yes. Now, I wish he wasn't wearing nine because I keep thinking that Rondo got Dude, bigger. I know. Which is really throwing me I off. I know. These numbers, man. They're, I wish they would have yeah. thought through him a little bit more. But He shot 39% on corner threes. Okay. So uh, my point mm-hmm. is, is like, yes, in aggregate, some of these guys don't have amazing overall three-point shooting percentages. Right. Off the but dribble, if you look at where up. we yeah. want them shooting, yes, they're fine. And also like a guy like Monk, who who people say is a bad defender, I actually, and even, even Ellington, I'm not saying that they're good defenders, mm-hmm. but I actually saw them playing within the team defense, mm-hmm. like making the right shifts, mm-hmm. right? Helping when they were supposed to, like, Again, we need to not forget that Vogel turned a team without LeBron and Anthony Davis into the number one defense in the NBA last season. Yes, the pushback would be that you don't quite have the anchors like and the 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 guys that really hang their hat on it, like a KCP or a Danny Green. Yeah, that's or, fair. Or even like what Kuz turned into these lengthy kind of guys. But yeah. at the same time, I have to give it to you with guys like Monk and Ellington. They are athletic. They do have moving in their legs. Mello, not as much. No, no, Mello is like a bad defender. Got, 100% yeah. bad defender. Yeah. Yeah. He he definitely fits that bill. Yeah. But I guess my point is like this 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 like cute narrative of like yes. all the shooters can't defend and all the defenders can't shoot. It's yeah. it's simply not true when you actually dig into situationally yes. in the places that we want these guys shooting, are they mm-hmm. effective three-point shooters or not? Mm-hmm. And, and from Absolutely. for most of the guys that can defend, they actually are. And the THT is the big wild card there uh, to be yeah, honest. Who the hell knows? The the thing that's interesting is it got played that narrative got played into because we didn't have our primary playmakers on the court. And yes. so these guys are yes. taking shots that we do not yes. want them taking no. in the actual season. This is also the thing that excites me about Malik Monk, though. Ooh. Yeah. I I geez. Yeah, speak on Malik Monk a little bit because I'm excited about that guy. That that's been a big bright star from this kind yeah. of crappy so, preseason. I mean, he's been elite in transition for for starters like yes. it's the preseason so i'm not trying to overreact here course, and also i've been pretty cool on monk so far like i was happy we signed him i'm glad we have him mm-hmm. but i was kind of throwing water on some of the laker fans who were like monk should start a shooting guard mm-hmm. yeah i still don't think you should start a shooting guard no, i agree i agree but i've been very very encouraged by what i've seen in the preseason that leads me to believe last season was not an aberration yes and he's at way more athletic than i realized yes way yes. more and, athletic and I think as long as he gives a good effort on defense, mm-hmm. we we can make up for that, especially if he's helping us in transition. Yeah. But I, his, his role is like a like a Jordan Clarkson type, you know, where it's like yeah, 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 
Yeah. In the right situation, like that, that kind of dude can flourish and, and make yeah. a lot of money. And I know that Monk is seeing that, being like, hey, if I'm yeah. six-man scorer off the bench for a championship-caliber team, payday comes. And yeah. I kind of, that's one of the things I kind of like about this team is there are, there's a lot of like financial and career and emotional <laughs> incentive baked in. It's such an agent move by Palinka in constructing this yeah, team. Yeah, it's true. I, but to your point, unfortunately, we didn't get to see Monk with Braun and AD and Russ. Uh-huh. But I have to imagine he'd be better with those guys than he was without those guys. Like he, he mm-hmm. was kind of lighting it up. They call him the microwave because he like gets hot so fast. He was mm-hmm. lighting it up. Uh, I know that's corny, but that's actually what people on the team call him. That was somebody um, else's nickname. I'm too young to remember. I'm yeah, looking I'm, up. I'm, I'm, it up. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I'm excited about seeing him once he's back, like you said, with our actual primary playmakers. Vincent um, Johnson. Six man for Detroit Pistons. 1989 and 90 was nicknamed the microwave. Okay. Well, that was, you know, before and during our, before we were born and during our first year of life. So <laughs> I think we get a pass for not knowing that one. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the injuries. We've kind of danced around them. Yeah, yeah, rough. Do you want to walk us through all of them and then maybe we yeah, can yeah. just like, let's talk about, talk, let's, talk let's about list the them all and, and then we can talk about what, what that is going to do. Exactly. Okay, so um, this, this one I think was the first and it, and it particularly hurts. Riza is out following ankle surgery. He's going to be evaluated in about seven weeks from now. So that's early December. Keyword there is evaluated. Yeah. A little, little not, nervous about. Not necessarily back. Exactly. Yeah. An older dude. So yeah. THT, however, is out following thumb surgery. So he's going to be evaluated in four weeks, mid-November. That feels like a more natural, like just weird basketball injury, you know, the ball's flying really quickly and it catches your thumb. I'm not as worried about that. It's a, it's a definitely a bummer to not have T, THD to start the season, but at the same time, it's yeah. going to allow a few other guys to get integrated into the into the lineup. Sorry, I'm, I'm giving too much of my opinion here. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Malik Monk is out with a groin strain. He's going to be evaluated prior to opening night. I hate groin strains. Kendrick Nunn is out with a sprained ankle. He's expected to be back prior to opening night, normal basketball stuff. And then Wayne Ellington is now, geez, I didn't know this. Yes, also has a strained I just read this one. Wayne Ellington now also has a strained hamstring and could be back by opening now, night. Jeez, dude, that's a lot of guys. Yeah, if you were wondering why you were seeing so much Austin Reeves and Rondo and yeah. Chondi Brown Jr. Yeah. Uh, and Carmelo against the Warriors the other night, like this, this is, <laughs> this is why. <laughs> dude, that's okay. That's a lot of guys, a lot of rotation guys to yes. be questionable to start start the season. Vogel with those defensive drills, man. <laughs> I mean, this is this is I mean, Ariza and and Ellington are yeah. like presumed starters or kind of like uh-huh. first guys off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then THT, Monk, and Nunn, that's like our young scoring I know. core like I know. That, that's the spark you know yep um yeah so yeah i mean obviously i think if 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 monk and nun and ellington are all back on opening night and i'm hoping that yeah. these are just like typical basketball injuries where mm-hmm. it, in a normal circumstance you would get treatment and, and still play yes but because it's preseason they're not i, yeah. I hope that's the case yeah. um i think that's likely but who knows if all three of those guys are back then then i'm not too worried about it but if Man, if more than three of these guys aren't available for Oof. some period of time, that Oof. would be I know. that would be pretty pretty rough. I mean, I think the you know, the the Arizic thing is the obvious question is like what does that do to how we play Anthony Davis? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. without Ariza, we don't really have like a second rebounder if mm-hmm. AD is our center. And and I know LeBron Obviously, you can rebound with anybody. Russ is a good rebounder, but I just mean yeah. like another kind of big body. A wing. And that's, I think, why yeah. we've been seeing so much mellow. Yeah, exactly. It, we looked small in some of those preseason games, especially yeah. when LeBron wasn't playing. And it was just like, ooh, that. And you know that that's not what uh, Frank Vogel likes. He just does not want no. to put out no. a small team on the basketball court. No. So it's going to be very, it's going to be very interesting. I think, I think that. We're gonna 
we're going to have to establish a, almost a different identity to start this season um, than I think what we'll ultimately have when we have Arisa and these other teams. Yeah. But there might be a bright side in that. This team might be able to finally establish an offensive identity before completely establishing a defensive identity, which is what Frank Vogel-led teams always do is they lead with that defense and then, you know, work in some offensive sets. With these guys, with the roster that we have and the ones that are not injured, we we got we to start playing some pick and roll. We got to start mixing some things up. Well, that's what I was going to say is we've we've seen like virtually no offense. However, there have been, this pre, this there, there have been some things. I know, of course. There have been some things though that show a little bit more creativity from the coaching staff on the off- offensive end. Like okay. I, I've been seeing um, Dwight coming up to set screens really high mm, with the ball handlers. Okay. These little okay. things that are like, okay, this this might be able to, you know, free up Anthony Davis on the move a little bit more. We saw a little bit of that in the preseason. I think they're going to be a little bit more creative with their screen setting and their ability to get shooters open. Really hope that uh, Wayne Ellington is available because he's a great guy to run off of screens. And Frank I was going to say, really seeing that. him curl around off of screens yes. and take just like a pure three was yes. like, whoa, we Huge. have one of those guys. We have pull-up shooting guys. It's official. We yeah. actually have pull-up shooting. That's massive. But one other thing that I think we have to couch in all of this, Westbrook always starts slow. It's just yeah. part of how he works. He's has yeah. to figure out the team. He has to do his thing. I don't know what it is, but that's part of it. He peaks though after that all-star game he's got yeah. a trajectory lebron yeah. similar not exactly the same he's he's always been a dominant regular season but it's player. like a slow slow burn he has he has an arc he has like yeah. a a marathon aspect to his view of the regular season in contrast to somebody like kobe that was like i'm gonna kill you every game <laughs> right you know and and i think that's part of lebron's secret to longevity we're gonna take some lumps yeah, it's kind of especially with these injuries. It's just, it's not always going to be pretty, guys. Yeah, I mean, no, I I agree. I was going to say the same thing. I, I think we're going to see some frustrating games oh, yeah. to start this season. Oh yeah, because it's going to be, we're going to have some games where we're like, oh my god, why are we playing mellow this much? You know yes. what I mean? Uh, I, I yes. do think we're going to see some DeAndre Jordan to start the yeah, season. You're gonna have to to a degree that I we would don't have enough dudes, not. man. We don't we don't have uh, yeah. enough size. It's that's it. Yeah. We're gonna have but to. But this is why I actually hope that a guy like Austin Reeves gets a shot. Cool. Yeah. Be- because I think that he can actually support what this team should be on offense. Like it. I like it. Right. De- like what DeAndre brings is not what our offense should be. Yeah. Yeah. He has a skill set that we can use in moments, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't For help sure. the team start to like develop the 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 type of flow that they want, right? Which is like, yeah, yeah. you know. Which is like Russ and AD running a pick and roll, mm-hmm. the defense scrambling to figure out where LeBron James is, mm-hmm. and all the while you have an open three point shooter in the corner. I agree with that. When you're in a set half court offense, you don't want somebody in the dunker spot, other than Russell Westbrook, when when he's yeah. on the court. Yeah, you, we need to space out. Having yeah. somebody else, we saw that a little bit in the first couple games when DeAndre was playing with Anthony Davis. It's just like, oh man, the spacing. And then I was picturing it with Russell Westbrook and being like, oh God, the spacing. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think, I think we're on the same page and the coaching staff seems to know that too. It's just, it's going to be a struggle. I I think that we have, we have a few two man pairings that I think obviously work. Obviously any pairings of the three superstars that we have. Yeah. And then I think yeah. LeBron and Dwight and maybe like you're saying Rondo and AD. Those those are like little like you're saying like a nucleus yeah. that can carry yeah. a lineup that that we still have. And so that, yeah. you know that's like five different combos, two man combos that I think you can build lineups around and still have some success. Yeah. So I think that's a great teaser. Let's take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about what we've seen that we've liked so far, some pairings, some lineups, some players, uh, and kind of finish out our discussion of the preseason. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. 
If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network, TBPN, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Luke, we're back. So let's, let's be a little optimistic. We started off talking about injuries. Let's talk about what we've liked so far and you know we can talk about lineups pairings new guys what what's sticking out to you that you've liked so far number one thing that i liked for the, from this debut of our big 3 was immediately i was like whoa that ball moved fast mm. and i was watching the incredible fast break opportunities of russell westbrook getting the ball around the opponent's three-pointer. So getting an outlet pass or getting a long rebound. Chucking it to LeBron James, who's in stride and dunks. It's like, wait, that was like a half second. Yeah. That was remarkable. And then I have have a stat to back it up. Pete from Laker Film Room, he counted all of this, which is funny and I'm grateful for it. Um, Out of 46 possessions where the big three was on the court at the same time. Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and AD. Out of 46 of those, 43 of the times, the ball crossed half court with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. 28 of those times, the ball crossed half court with 22 seconds left on the shot clock. We're getting up the court quick. Yeah, that's fast. So I, I'm really excited, and this this was this is something that I I don't know just kind of made me made me like a little happy as a Laker fan. Um, Doctor Bus, when he was passing, he told um, Jeannie, "Bring back Showtime," mm-hmm. and it's, it was kind of it was like a little moment of like, "Hey, with these three guys, that's a pretty close approximation." Yeah. I mean, to what show? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be fast, a hundred percent, with inverted ages between, <laughs> um, you know, with Magic yeah. and LeBron, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, we we can be a really fast paced team, and I think we have to be. Oh, also considering yeah. these injuries, so it, it's going to be again. We we're talking; it's going to be frustrating, but it also might be electric. Some of these nights, and when we're winning, it might just be like, well, we scored like one hundred and thirty five points, and it's like. We still have time left in this I, game. Yeah, I mean, I I really, really hope that's the case. When you said that, you know, we got a half the time, got up the court with with 22 mm-hmm. seconds left on the shot clock, my immediate mm-hmm. reaction was like, ah, perfect. All the sooner for Carmelo to jack up his early shot yes. clock. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mid-range exactly. J. <laughs> the, beauty, the beauty of something like that, though, is that you can turn, and this is something that Frank Vogel's always been passionate about, actually. So this is in line with what we've seen. Um, on a even on a made shot, you can push the ball and get a quasi fast yeah, break. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. You can get the up same, before the same the way that LeBron loses. Exactly, yeah. and then when you're in that situation, the athletes win, and we've got the athletes. Yeah, I mean, and so that's that's even great. two seasons ago, the season we won, we would get one or two yes. baskets every game by every just game. getting the ball on a, off off a made basket, getting the ball up the court faster than the defense was expecting. So you're totally yep. right on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I actually, okay. So I, I think that mm-hmm. we are going mm-hmm. to have to play fast. Yes. If because I really don't think we're going to have much of an offense for a while, at least amongst our starters, at least amongst our starting guys. It's hard. I I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I with really that. think they're going to take some time to work it out, especially if the role players around them are yeah, changing. That's fair. That's fair. And so. 
I think that Vogel's going to double down on defense, actually. I think he's going to double down on the defense because he knows that it's going to take them time offensively to get together. And so I think he's going to look at it and say, we need as many fast break opportunities as we can get. And the best way to do that is to turn the ball over and, you know, uh, or, you know, get get long rebounds or whatever. So I, 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 it's actually funny. I, you know, the last couple of years, like our offense has fallen off a cliff when, when LeBron goes to the bench. I'm hopeful that maybe that isn't the case to start this season mm-hmm. just because like I I have I actually am not worried about these three guys figuring it out long term. Yeah. Maybe. But I think it's gonna take them some time to figure it out short term because I think we're gonna have Probably. some stretches where AD where um Russell is deferring too often and just mm-hmm. passing a lot mm-hmm. and getting a lot of turnovers. Then I think it's going to shift and we're going to get some stretches where he's way too ball dominant and a ball hog. Yes. Right. And and I think it's going to take some time for them to kind of work it out. So whereas in the meantime, I actually think some of our some of our bench lineups and some of the some of the pairings you you mentioned could actually bear fruit mm-hmm. pretty quickly. And mm. so I, I think that like the Rondo AD pairing could be something we turn to yeah. when we're just That's jammed up, you know, to get things moving yep. again. Yep. I think that we're going to ask Dwight to like set a fouls per minute record this season. Nice. I'm yeah. serious. I think Vogel's going to tell him like, I want you to, to like have like one foul per every three minutes you're on the court or something like that. Uh-huh. And if you foul out, uh-huh. great. Like that's fine. That's fine. Oh, he, he will oblige. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, but, but actually to your point, I actually think we actually saw some nice brawn Dwight lineups. Yeah, which was which was kind of cool, but it's it's back to your point of these players aren't all new. There is chemistry and and pedigree and championship experience baked yes. in with with those two pairings specifically, Dwight and LeBron and then Rondo and Anthony Davis. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think the the. I mean, the guy that that I was most excited about after the first couple of preseason games was Malik Monk, which is why I'm I'm disappointed we haven't gotten to to see him in more of these games. So I I really hope he's mm-hmm. back for opening night because oh, yeah. I think that THT being out is his shot to earn mm-hmm. a spot in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can um, see that. Because I and and just some shots. Literally. Yeah, and let's let's not forget that like THT actually isn't a supernatural fit on the team right now, yes. you know, we, we kind of yes. need him to develop a three point shot and not just be a slasher and develop into a defender y- yes. and yes. not get lost. Yes. Uh, otherwise, like, otherwise, like if he doesn't do those things, I actually don't really know what his role on, on no, the team fair. is. And again, we got plenty of guys that can get to the exa- rack. Well, and, and I think that actually like if THT doesn't develop into a better three-point shooter. And it, I'm not saying he needs to be good, but just better, right? Mm-hmm. And if his defense is still lacking, then I actually could see Vogel saying like, well, if I have to pick between two lacking defenders in THT and Monk, I'll pick the guy mm-hmm. who can get hot and rain threes down on people. So I actually yes. think that, I hope that he's healthy because it's. A, I think it'll be kind of his shot at, at um, making the lineup. I want to ask, what do you make of like Ellington not really getting much like real significant playing time with the starters so far. I I think it I think it probably is a size thing. Like that that's why I think we were playing Carmelo. Mm, okay. Size. Okay. Um which obviously worries me. But I, that that's my gut. Okay. I I'm worried that it's a defense thing. I'm mm-hmm. Well, I think those those go Yeah, yeah, right? but I, I'm you know, I'm worried that Vogel has looked at him and said too small and <laughs> yeah. can't defend. Actually, Wellington Ellington is bigger than I remember him but being, but he's still not huge, mm-hmm. obviously. But uh mm-hmm. the other guy we haven't really talked about yet is Baysmore. Yeah. I, I've actually been pretty happy with Ken Baysmore so far. This preseason. Totally. It's I, I I haven't been surprised. It's everything yeah. we talked about. We don't want we don't want the dude necessarily attacking off the dribble and making a bunch of decisions with the ball in his no. hands. But he he's a capable defender. He hustles, and um, he can he can hit some shots. I think that the biggest thing Vogel Vogel talked about this in his presser. He said that we're getting back cut too yeah, often. Yeah, well, well, Baysmore got back cut by Steph like 
three or four times. Yeah, real yeah. bad. But but Vogel was explaining that that like under some coaches' systems that's okay if mm. you're playing a certain way. He's like under our system that is never okay. Okay. Like that's like an ironclad rule of how he coaches defense. Yeah. And he's like, some guys are gonna have to get used to that. But at least you get some of your knocks out in in the postseason. I mean in the preseason. Yeah. And then you then you then you can get like you get film and you, you have the coach basically calling you out <laughs> to the media. Well, he also like, did say he, that that he's been impressed with Bazemore's defense so far in practice. Yes, exactly. So exactly. He's, you know, he's Which he's think, showering him with think, praise, but also telling him where he needs to get better. It's the double. He he sees in Bazemore like you can be one of those X factors on defense. You can be yeah. one of those glue guys, those thirty five minute a game guys. Yeah be that we need you yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you know the one thing in the the very first preseason game um Uh tht forced like like three illegal screen offensive fouls in a row that was awesome and i I actually wonder if that's going to be a a thing that he can do for a little while because because again he Mm. is longer Mm -hmm. and much stronger than i think people are expecting him to be yes that's true so i think that sometimes these defenders think that they're going to run into him and like he's going to move and then he doesn't and yeah. then they move and then yeah. they get called for the offensive foul <laughs> yeah that's a good point that's a good point i i like yeah tht he's the he's another one of those x factors he's got such huge upside he really could be that defense that bigger defender that we need even though he's not super tall he's at six four but um you know that that like in your conversation between Monk and THT, that's where it kind of breaks down. Is that THT can play up a position mm-hmm. and Monk? Can't, yeah, that's very fair. in my opinion. It's very very fair. Yeah. So there so there is a potential. What I'm trying to say is there's a potential for both of them to coexist yeah. in the Lakers of the future. What do you make of these Rondo Westbrook lineups, dude? I've never so maybe maybe it's like a like a teach Westbrook a little bit of some of these offensive principles mm, or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't completely understand. It's the same. It's the same thing when it was like Rondo LeBron minutes or I, I, I don't know. It's it just, I think that redundant skill sets is such an, a glaring, like, why are you doing that Vogel? Um, but then again, what do I know compared to him? You know, but still it's, it's just strange. That's fair. Sometimes, sometimes these moments are just like, why, why don't you spread out the, abilities across the floor instead of just have everybody be a ball handler. Yeah, I'll be honest. I really can't make heads or tails of of the lineups we've run out these last couple games. And I think mm-hmm. I think They're that fake, it has so to be I think that it has to be a, a combination of not tipping your hand and also just enough guys yeah, being hurt yeah. that like and and uh-huh. also trying to figure out who the 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 last two-way guy should be and and all that kind of stuff. Like uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, getting you get you get to have some tape on some lineups that you never would possibly use in the regular season because it'd be too risky. So I, I get all that, and you put some guys in uncomfortable positions and see how they respond. So yeah, there 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 are probably a lot of reasons for that. Or even if it's just like, hey, I wanted to get Rondo like twenty five minutes this game, so I just left him in. Yeah. You know, maybe there's like certain quota yeah. things, and that's part of the reason why we saw some of those wonky lineups. But that that's the hardest thing about evaluating a team based on preseason. Well, you you kind of can't. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Especially, especially when we're talking about a, a team that, you know, needs to try hard. Almost everybody, like, like these three superstars are superstars because they try really hard. <laughs> LeBron is like a little bit more outstanding, but he he is a superstar because he's able to get to the rack whenever the hell he wants. We saw flashes of that. He still looks like LeBron yeah, James. He he's did it every now and then. He looks like he's healed up, but like. He didn't care to. Yeah. He'd see an open lane. And be like, yeah, I mean, he you know. word for word said, "I care more about practice than I do preseason games." Yes, yes, he literally did. You know, he literally did. So it's it's hard to evaluate Russell Westbrook when he's not attacking the rim, LeBron James when he's not attacking the rim, and then Anthony Davis. He's been he's been playing well. I'm 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 very excited about the prospects for him this season, uh, and I'm I'm just so curious to see what what does this team look like when they're. They're not going to go to ten, but when they're like seven instead of two, you know, on the on the yeah. dial. What do you make of none? Because I'll be honest, I I actually think yeah. he's been pretty quiet. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I don't know what what's your what's your take on him so far. <laughs> he he reminds me so much of Dennis Schroeder. Me too. 
in on the floor, not in terms of personality. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just in terms of his game, like a little undersized, scrappy, frustrating sometimes. It's like, why don't you go get yours? Um, but like great coming off the bench, not starting. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Of course, of course. I think... I think he's he's going to I think part of the struggle with the these preseasons is in the same way that we had struggles with last season when LeBron and AD went down they are the planets which all of the role players like rotate around and then you lose that central gravity and then everyone's just kind of floating out yes. there like how many how many lineups are we going to run out realistically in a regular season game that we want to win where LeBron, Anthony Davis or Westbrook are not on the court like one of those guys I mean, none. We should run none. Right? I One agree. of those three guys so, should, unless it's just like a weird situational thing or whatever, one of those three guys uh, should should essentially be on the court at all times. Yeah, or if you're blowing somebody out. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, in a, in a, in a competitive game. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to win, you're going to have one of those three guys out there. And so that means that any lineup that doesn't have one of those three guys is like worthless. It doesn't exist. So that was the vast majority of the preseason. (laughs) Like, how do I evaluate none? It's like, shit, if I know, I barely (laughs) saw anybody that mattered, you know? So, Uh, what do you, what do you think? Give give me some, give me some substance out of nothing, Jonathan. (laughs) I'm just going to keep asking you questions. I like this. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll be honest, man. I, I've been very frustrated Mm -hmm. watching these preseason games of course, oh and five. Well, not even for that reason. It's it's mostly because like I feel like Vogel is just kind of toying with us. Mm, like okay, like the the fact that that we had to watch AD with no Russ and LeBron for a game yes. or two. It's like yes. what? Really? Why? I know. And and I know. AD was even like, yeah, I don't know why they're not playing. I, they want to play, but <laughs> I don't know. They're gonna play eventually. You know, and then we, then we, yeah. then we get, then we get, who do we get first? We got Russell first, right? We got Russell, we got Russell first. first. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. And then we got that weird Russ AD game where Russ had like a million yeah, turnovers in the good. worst first quarter ever, yeah. which like you said, he, he always starts slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was the, there was the game where LeBron was at the, Charger Chargers Browns game like Chargers like Brown. an hour before tip off. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. We we're like, "Oh, is LeBron gonna play?" And then you sent me a, a picture of the the game with him clapping. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. There was a, so it got deleted, but Laker the Laker like social media team uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. when they posted their picture of like LeBron James walking in like down the hallway, you know, with his like yeah. game day yeah. fit or whatever. He was watching something on his phone, and they were like, "We know what LeBron's watching." Hashtag bolt up. <laughs> Hashtag bolt and then up. they deleted it like a few minutes later. <laughs> so, the, so people were saying like, "LeBron made them delete that." <laughs> like, don't call attention That's to the fact so that this dude was at a football game an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that, I mean, that was, that was frustrating to me just because like, I'll, I'll be honest. I actually, uh, I, I'm trying to decide which of the pairings we're going to see more, whether it's like of the three guys, right. Of, of Braun, Russ and AD, like who's going to be the first guy to sit down. LeBron. Yeah. I think it's going to be Braun. So I think we're going to get a bunch of Russ and AD minutes. My question is yeah. then what's the next what's like the next lineup? I think then Russ sits down. Yeah, and I think AD plays the whole first quarter. Here's here's what I'm kind of worried about though. I don't want to I think it'll be LeBron Howard after. I that. think so too. I'm a little yeah. worried that we're going to lose some of our LeBron and AD mm-hmm. minutes. I mean, of course we're going to lose some of them. That's fair. Yeah, I think we will. But I mean, we know that that like is a, a an unbeatable pairing essentially when they're both on. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't want to like, I'm not trying to like create like problems where yeah. they don't exist. But that's been mm-hmm. one of the things I've I've been watching for is like I haven't seen a whole lot of LeBron AD game, and we've never seen as much LeBron AD two man game as we wanted yeah, as we ever. Wanted. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah, I to slightly push back against that because I do agree. But LeBron and AD know how to play with each other. Yeah. The regular season is for getting out the lumps. Yeah, that's fair. Like we're we're back, guys. Like Laker fans, remember who you are. We are not a team that cries after the preseason. No, these games don't matter most until us, Christmas. Most of us historically have not watched <laughs> these games unless they come to the San Diego <laughs> yes, Sports yes. Arena and then they get canceled because it's like the floor yes. is wet and because the ice is leaking through or something. Like, like remember who you are. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> we games in October, November, December. It's for, they're for working out the kinks. Th- that's the preseason. Yeah. So the the season really begins after the all-star break. We got to stay healthy and we got to get out the lumps. And so I agree with you. But at the same time, the pairing that I want to see develop and the chemistry that I want to see develop is Russ Anthony Davis. Yes. Because we're going to yes, need it. I agree. We're going to need it in the, the postseason. We got to get the most we can out of Russ because he's the reason why we don't have any role players. It, it's true. Well, and and also that's like we, the games that, that we have lost, we've lost because our non-LeBron minutes can't keep up, basically. Exactly, exactly. So right. if he if if he and AD cannot figure out how to be like at least like neutral or mildly positive when LeBron is off the floor, then we're wasting a lot of money on Russell Westbrook, basically. Yeah. No, I mean I don't mean that any like shots towards him, but it's just like no, of course this, not. This, the starters on this team were fine without him. It's the it's yes. it's without Braun where we need his help most. Well, that that's the thing that we need to figure out quickly is does this experiment of Russell Westbrook instead of role players work? And if it doesn't, we're going to trade Russell Westbrook next season. Yeah, I like, I would maybe even think mid mid season. Maybe maybe even this season. I'm not saying so, I think that's going to happen, but if it's if it's very clear next season, would, if it's very it clear that it's not yeah, going to work, yeah. then I don't think mid season though. I, I think the they'll give him a chance to work yeah. it out. No, but. that's fair. Yeah, but for the record, I I do think it's going to work. I I agree. I do too. I, I just think it's going to be a little frustrating, like yes. slow. But the like the premise of having three great basketball players instead of two plus you know six pretty good ones usually is a better premise to have three great yeah, ones for sure. We just got to see it. And they got, that chemistry has got to grow. They, like those turnovers. It, Westbrook, we, Westbrook's got to get to the rack to be Westbrook. Yep. And that's that's the frustrating part of this preseason. It just it didn't look like the same. No, player. and every time he did, he kicked it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are plenty of things that we've been on record about with Westbrook that we don't love about his game. There are other things that are incredible about yeah. his game. He needs to highlight those things to stay here as yeah. a Laker. Well, and, and I think the... the I, again, it's hard to judge by the preseason games. Of course, we're just what we're saying is we're like laying out a roadmap for what this early half, early half really of the season needs to yeah. accomplish because we haven't seen I, it in the preseason. I I can't remember seeing him set any false off any off ball screens so far. <laughs> now it's yes. preseason. But no, still, but that's fair. you know, and Westbrook's got to set some. And I was, I was listening to some some folks talk about Giannis and how he finally mm-hmm. kind of embraced that in the postseason last year and was finally like, "Hey, exactly, I can set some gnarly screens and really enable, you know, Chris and and Drew and those guys." Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I've been waiting to see that. I've been waiting to see like yeah. Russ kind of like yeah. free up Braun or free up one of these shooters or something, and I haven't. I haven't, I haven't been paying perfect attention, but I don't think I've seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't, I don't remember seeing it either. Uh, that, he's the guy that has to adjust his game the most, yeah. but we still want Westbrook for Westbrook. We still want him to bring what he brings. So it's like, that's he's going to have a process, and, and it's going to be far more complex than just a typical role player that's like, hey, I'm, defend, you know, sprint back to the corner three. Yeah. That's my job. It's like Westbrook. It's like you have to take the ball up sometimes, but also defer to LeBron and let it be his team. But also, like it needs to be your team, and you need to play like yourself. But also, set some off ball screens and like get in the dunker spot. I, you know, this it's a comp, it's a complex ask for the okay. Really I, I actually don't think it's that hard. That's the best possible version okay, of it. Great, 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 great. But I yeah, actually yeah, yeah. think it's just don't stop after you do the first thing. 
Okay. Okay. Right. Like you're, you're right. It is more complicated than that. But I honestly mm-hmm. think that if, if he just doesn't put his hands in his pockets after whatever, like his, mm-hmm. his first thing is in a, in a possession, right? Like if he brings it up, drives and kicks yeah. it out, or if he brings it up and passes it off, if he then mm-hmm. stays in the offense yeah. through those secondary and, and tertiary actions, we're going to mm-hmm. be just fine. And and not yes. just fine, but we're going to be great. If he stops though, if he's like, cool, that was it, guys, now play four on, four on five without me. Yeah. That's yeah. where we're going to run into issues. Totally. But I think that pace is going to help with that. Well, you, yeah. I don't know how many actions we're going to really get into. Um, the other thing that is hyper important, obviously, one of the biggest things that Russell Westbrook brings is he's one of the best rebounding guards of all time. Yeah. He needs to be engaged yeah. to get those rebounds. Yes. Yes, hundred percent. And he he will be the dude. The dude is a rocket ship when he's really dying. Oh, I mean, there's been some moments where where I'm I'm just like floored by how fast he is. Yes, exactly. Still, exactly. It's a different scale. Still, like I know, and it's not like I haven't seen Russell Westbrook play. I've seen him play plenty, but like, Mm -hmm. man, there's still moments where you're just like, oh man, you're fast. How'd you do that? Like, how'd you get from there to there and like snap? You know, like. So I'm totally. I'm very excited totally. to see that at full intensity yes. with Braun actually caring and and, and focused. <laughs> yeah. He's so obvious when he's not. It's just it's just so funny. Yeah. But it, it's it's gonna be interesting, right? I the biggest thing that I'm just so grateful for is that Anthony Davis looks infinitely better than he did at the beginning of last season. Yeah. Well he's actually had time. And remember last season we had a lot of turnover too. We did. So. We did. And he's he's had time. He's had time to rest yep. and recuperate. And he's heard all the noise. Yes. yes. He's looking good. He wasn't on the GM poll as one of the top defenders or one of the top players to start your team around. Nope. Obviously, he's one of the top players to start a young team yeah, around. Yeah, of course. I digress. I understand the pick of Luca. I get it. That makes perfect sense. But Anthony Davis is up there. Well, him him he won not one of the being best two-way players in the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean him not being on the short list for defensive player of the year is just a joke. Oh, I know. Like I know. how is he not one of your top 3 picks for defensive player of the year? I don't get it. For 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 like for uh, you know, for projecting for this year. Yeah. Well, he's cuz he's an all-around guy. He can guard the perimeter and the interior. Yeah. He can get rebounds. He can be a help defender. He can be a lockdown on-ball defender. He can be a wing defender. Whatever the hell you want him to yeah. be, he will swallow up your best yeah. player. And he's one of the best help defenders. The One of the biggest worries that I have of this season from the defensive end is not allowing LeBron and AD to be the help defenders that they are, make, forcing them to be more po- of point-of-attack defenders mm. because we don't have other point of it, like against like a choir or something. Well, like I think that, that also... Know? Well, he's, he's that also happened <laughs> against the... Uh, that, that, <laughs> Steph Curry. That does happen on the back line without a second center as well, though. Yeah, that's right? true. That's when true. when we don't give him a second center to, to hang out with under the basket, when mm-hmm. someone does make a mistake, he, he's the guy who has to clean it up. And if someone else doesn't rotate... You can end, he like he mm-hmm. can end up getting he this preseason he's actually gotten like kind of backdoored a couple times because yeah. DJ didn't rotate. Yes, you want to know something? I think that just to like I, I I don't I'm not trying to roast him for the injury or anything like that. The Clippers would probably be a better matchup against this Lakers team than any of the other ones with a fully healthy Kawhi. You know, two wings where we don't really have it. Yeah, I think wings. that's fair. I think that's a good point. I think it's, I mean, I, look, I, like, and you never want to hope for, for teams to not be healthy. I think mm-hmm. the fact of that we're contending not. in a West where both yeah, Denver it's depleted. and the Clippers yep. are not, you know, with one of their top two guys, yep. it's going to give us exactly. some breathing room, I think. Man, to, the Suns look good, dude. They do. They do. I, I hate getting spanked by the Suns over and over and over again. <laughs> Sorry, we're supposed to be optimistic, but God, I hate it. Oh, like it's like we get, we we've had to keep losing. We lost we lost out last year, and it's like, come on, guys, just win one of those preseason. I know, games. I but just, just like a moral victory. Never, just like, Come on, get one, Never, never forget yeah. that before yes. Anthony Davis got hurt, we were winning that series. Yes. Even with a not one hundred percent LeBron were. James and a problematic yeah. roster. 
an Andre Drummond period. No. Anthony Davis is that guy. Y'all best be remembering. Yeah. And it seems like he remembered it too. He knows. He knows. The thing is, the thing with a guy like that, he's won an NBA championship. He's won a gold medal. Now the goal is to cement yourself as a statue guy out front, a staple center, yeah. a guy in the rafters, a all-time legacy guy. Yeah. And to hear your legacy getting forgotten when you're in your prime, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that is some fuel for the fire, I got to say. Some uh, some revenge season fodder. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's the thing that, like, I really do think that there's something... There's something with the like. Think about early Kobe, the in his in his first years of getting championships, where he, he kind of thought like, "I'm going to be gunning for a championship every yeah. year. This is just the yeah, way it is. I'm be. that good, and I'm on the Lakers, and this is how it's going to be." And then they go through the dark days, yep. of you know first and second round playoff exits. Kobe's the best player. Kobe demands a trade. Yep. And then when he goes and he he loses the the finals against the Celtics in '08 completely changed him it was like he he just he devoured teams from then on yeah and like I, that's kind of what i'm looking for from the mindset shift in anthony davis and i think that russell westbrook might even be able to help it's it possible because he's a dog he's a bit man. of a psychopath in that way we we need like i kind of need anthony davis to become more of a psychopath i'll well i mean and i I'll, think that this like, i'll never forget the story about kobe telling russ he basically challenged him to be better than durant one season yeah, because he I, knew that it would yeah. basically erode the thunder and that would give Kobe's Lakers a better chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Russ is that guy but sometimes. But also Kobe knew. Well, Kobe, before he passed, he said they asked him, who's the most like you in the league? He said Russell Westbrook. Yeah. That's the reason why he challenged him because he's like, this would get, get under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and also like, I don't know. This Okay, this is a good optimism thing for us to kind of close out okay. on. Hit me. Kobe said, those that want to wear the crown, those that want to be Lakers will come. They won't need to be convinced. They'll come. You don't need billboards. You don't need a whole thing. Russell Westbrook, he came. He wanted to be here. He was giddy during media day. Oh, yeah. He was talking about being able to play with his buddy Trevor Ariza. He said he was the first call. So much of this year, this this is what Russell Westbrook specifically asked for. He called this into existence. And that means that he's meant to be a Laker. 100%. He, he chose to put on the crown. 100%. I mean, like, I, I watched his, like, appearance on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. And uh-huh. he was just so happy. I love he was it. So, he was I so happy. And, and also, like, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, throw shade on, on the Clippers. But it just wouldn't have been the same if he came back as a Clipper. Like, I'm sure, no. he would have been just, I'm sure he would have been just as happy to be in Los Angeles. But it's like the hometown thing. It's the Kobe thing. It's the team he cheered for thing. Yeah. It's the legacy piece, you know. And that's the thing that I think prevents us from that that future of it just not working and Russell getting traded and inspiring contract for, you know, uh, a bunch of role players and whatever. Like, I think that that's, that's the X factor in all of this is that Russ, these jerseys are heavy and Russ put chose to put these on. It's true. It's true. So he's got my vote, man. I'm riding with the Me dude. too. I, Let's go me get too. it. Me too. I, I can't wait. And we don't have to wait much longer. So. Yeah. I think that's about it. What do you, anything else to add, Jacob? No, I mean, I think like, I've, we've probably talked more about the preseason than minutes of preseason games that I've really, <laughs> yeah, that I've that cared, I really about. cared about. <laughs> uh, I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in. Very soon, we will have actual basketball that matters and yes. counts. So, please subscribe to our pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts so you can tune in along for the ride. There's going to be plenty to talk about. <laughs> Lakers are never without their drama. And follow us on social media. You can catch us on Twitter at Luke Walton Laker or on Instagram at Luke Walton Talks Lakers. And we'll uh, post some stuff, messages or whatever. We got polls. We got we got posts. We got everything you could possibly want. Maybe we'll have headbands too. Maybe we should. Maybe you and I should start podcasting Ooh, like headbands. Like Fast it. break podcast. What, the key though is to do Luke Walton talks Lakers and new, not Luke Walton Lakers talk. 
because when it's all together, it looks like Luke Walton Lakers. Luke Walton Lakers stock. <laughs> like Luke Walton stocks Lakers. We don't want that. Lakers stock. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't want, want that. that. No. We don't want that. No. We want a media pass, but like not to stock. Yeah, them. exactly. Mostly just to go to games. <laughs> summer league. <laughs> Even summer yeah. league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jago, this is a good time. See you, man. Talk to you later.